Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Cook and the block and a block in there by Dozier and he is down inside the one but shy. Oh, it's a touchdown! How about that? That was me. Yeah, that would oh. be. Oh, it's a blackberry lime when oh. I opened up the crate. You know, sometimes when you open up that 12 pack of Corona Hard Seltzer, you don't know what is the first choice of option. Oh, sometimes they put the cherry in front. Sometimes the cherry's in front. Maybe the it's mango. the mango or the lime or the, tro- or the blackberry lime. You On the fly. Know. And what did I do when I opened up that 12er after the game yesterday? What was sitting dead in the face at me was a, was a, was a purple blackberry lime, which wow, is what very you fitting. drink after a Vikings victory. So I was very happy that Blackberry Lime was staring me right in the face. Boom. And Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and Blackberry Lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports. Chicago, Illinois. Football. Back in there by Abdul, the former Ryan got the ball. He's got an open path to the end zone and to the pylon and out of bounds at the one. They closed quickly. 21-yard. Oh, it's a touchdown! How about that? You know, when you're, when you're sitting at, um, at uh, what were we, one and five, everything is collapsing. You're getting ready to jump off the cliff. You beat Green Bay, and then you start to get a little juice. You beat Detroit, now you start to get a little bit more juice. So I think the confidence level helps. I think um, continuing to play, play well, I think, gives us confidence that we can do these things against against good football teams. And Detroit's a good team. They really are. Uh, you know, maybe they weren't their best today, but it, it was it was a good Oh, it's a touchdown! How about that? That's right. Welcome that in to Purple Daily. It's Phil Mackey. Detroit. It's Judd Zolgat. It's Declan Goff. And as always, you can find Purple Daily. And if, if you're new to the show, we've had a lot of people that have discovered the show this season, and we appreciate you, whether you discovered us through our Vikings Ventline Sunday episodes or whether you have discovered our uh, seven-day-a-week episodes of Purple Daily, Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com, and the ScoreNorth app. You can also listen to all of our shows. And you can also find our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. We just launched a second YouTube channel a few months ago, ScoreNorthMN, YouTube.com 
slash scorenorthmn where you can find Mackie and Judd stuff. Uh, scoops with Doogie. If you're a Minnesota sports fan, Minnesota Vikings fan, we got you covered under the Score North umbrella. And uh, gentlemen, we're going to dive into, as we do every Monday, Viking statements off of their third win of the season. But if it's okay with you, I'd like to start out by just making fun of the Bears for a couple of minutes. Oh, sure. Oh, what? Never. Bears vet line making its first appearance on Purple Daily this season, courtesy of our friends on the score in Chicago. Fun about watching this team as of right now. The offensive regression that we're seeing is just so saddening. You know, it's a beautiful day out there. We could have done some people could have done something else, and yet we're treated to this. Matt Nagy play calling. Okay, we'll we'll throw that one out. The offensive line is just horrible. That's on Ryan Pace. Right now, there is nothing about this team that makes me want to say, you know what, I really, really want to go watch this team every week. (laughs) You got some more? I do. In fairness, the Vikings fans felt exactly the way that that guy felt about a month ago. But, uh, hey, one month makes a little bit of a difference. There are disturbing things. He doesn't seem to be able to run a hurry-up offense. And he doesn't seem to be able to understand tempo. When they're moving down the field, then he huddles up when he has the other defense on the ropes. Unfortunately, you know, you're judged on wins and losses. They started out pretty good. Uh, However, we have to remember that, you know, three plays go the other way for the Bears, and they're, they're like two and seven. You know, at the end of the day, you got to win. And if they can't win, then I think they have to replace them. And Mr. Pace shouldn't be too far behind them. Ah, oh, it's hilarious. They're five and four, by the way. Like, they're, they're five and four. They're in better playoff Three position than the Vikings are right now. And they look awful. So I, I can see the uh, frustration from the fan base. That's true. You guys want one more? Yeah. yeah I mean, we'll more. play more throughout the show here, but just. When do you start calling on Maggie for not developing anybody? And I want to make one more quick point. We Maggie bottom three since the since our St. Louis game bottom three defense. Our excuse me offense hasn't developed anybody. Hasn't adapted. Nick Foles is a former Super Bowl winner and MVP. When do we put the blame on Matt Nagy? Not calling play calling for today, but let's be fair about that. I'm a little disappointed in one thing, that the hosts of, of this show at some point don't start screaming back themselves. They that, might, that's they, why I like it. It might be an edit, too. I think we can okay. I think we work with our weekend producers I to like make it. sure that we can grab the angry host, too. The Chicago, okay. the Chicago in radio host who's really PO'd, I really enjoy. Actually, we used to... Oh, man. Let me do a quick search. Because you get here. the accent. Give, give me one second here. Yeah, no problem. Because you get the thick Chicago accent, and when those people are mad, it's a lot of fun. We we used to have, was it last year or the year before? I know what you're talking about. One of the hosts just went off on Matt Nagy here. Yes. Oh, man. I think this is you it. Find okay. it. I think this is it. Okay. <laughs> My God, 
16 games to make yourself a world championship. Last year, we win 12 games, 11 on defense. And they had everything going for them, every break. And coming into this year, does that coaching staff realize it? Has Mitch Trubisky realized it? Is he a better quarterback this year than he was the prior year or the prior year before that? No. He's gone backwards. And whose fault is it? Nagy. <laughs> Thank you. Here's one from last December. Fourth and 23, somewhere's around midfield, give or take a little bit one way or the other, okay? And you're a quarter. We're fourth and 23 yards to get a first down. So what do you do then? You take all your receivers, throw them down into the end zone, get your quarterback drop back, and unload it. We don't even try to do it. You know what this numbskull nincompoop quarterback did? He threw a check down. Fourth down and 23 yards to go. <laughs> Ryan Pace is to blame for all of this. <laughs> this guy is a the two hosts that you played going off are great because you can... Bradovich is one of them. Because you've got a visual of bratwurst flying out of his mouth. Like chewed up brats parts just flying out of his mouth. One more. One more. It's it's beyond belief, and you got to say, oh well, don't go crazy and say, oh, you know, they won, they won. Hey, folks, what are you trying to do? What are you, what is the objective? To wallow around with a bunch of pigs and finally find a way to win, or be a, a, a dominant team that is willing and able to divide for championships? This thing today, it was a joke. Thank you. That is righteous anger right there. Very righteous anger. All right. The the last few were from the end of last season, but I got a feeling the Bears are probably feeling pretty similarly right now. And um, Vikings and Bears, two franchises, just like fan bases are just walking on pins and needles and eggshells facing each other next Monday. Well, let's do a dive into the Vikings' second straight victory, boys, over the Detroit Lions. If we have to, okay. Vikings statements. Three and five. Judge Zolgad, why don't you start us off? We'll go around the room a number of times. Statement number one. The Vikings have found a formula that, that works. Kirk Cousins averaged 29.2 passes per game in his first six games. The Vikings record in that time, one win and five defeats. In the two games since the bye week, he has averaged per game 17 passes. I'm not saying it's a sustainable model. But I am saying that for the short term, by pivoting to Dalvin Cook now being atop the marquee for the Vikings offense and Cousins being a piece of the puzzle but not atop the marquee in the short term, the Vikings have found a formula that works because it's a pretty drastic drop from basically almost 30 passes per game down to 17. Yeah, and the and, and it is it is a formula that is not only working but it's thriving these last two weeks. And when it's thriving, it's really hard to stop. I think my question is going to be when you have a capable defense that steps up and says, like a defense that wants to tackle, that has linebackers, right? Uh, the Lions and the, and the Packers did not fit those descriptions the last couple of weeks, but the Bears do. Mm-hmm. 
the Buccaneers, despite how bad they were, they will fit that formula in uh, or fit that description in a month from now. Mm -hmm. If the Bears come out and decide, all right, enough of the Dalvin Cook show. He's not going to beat us today. Mm -hmm. It goes back to Kirk. That's what's going to be interesting to see. But right now, this is a freight train offense that's going down the tracks. Yes, it is. I agree with you on that front. Dex? All right, I'm going to be that guy. Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the league, and the contract was 100% worth it. And it's easy to say it, obviously, after another phenomenal performance where he goes over 200 yards and sets numerous Vikings records, which he has been doing. But I I, I even went deeper into this contract one more time, and we've done this before, I know that, but... Look at the cap percentage that Dalvin Cook will take up next season and in 2022. In 2021, he's only taking up 2.9. 2.9% of the cap. The next year, it jumps up to 5.3. So it does increase a little bit. He'll still be 27 years old. I see a guy in Dalvin Cook who can still be this kind of running back for those next three seasons. And then after that, if you possibly do want to get out of the contract, it's doable. You actually would save money against the cap. It would be it'd be doable if, if in some situation that you wanted to get out. I believe he also has a personal out after 2022 as well. But Dalvin Cook's contract, which was very hit or miss, if, if oh, is this going to be worth it, paying a running back? He is delivering, and I am for the contract, and he is the best back in the league. It's not Alvin Kamara, it's Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I, I agree with, I agree uh, for sure that he's the best running back in the league, and the contract will sort of play itself out based on how healthy he is, right? Like, I... I think if if we were to have gone back, because we were critical of just giving contracts to running backs in general, mm-hmm. and most of them don't really pan out. And with Dalvin, the criticism was less about, is he actually good enough? And it was more, can the guy play 15 or 16 games a year? Mm-hmm. And he missed the game this year uh, already. Listen, if he stays on the field and he stays, you know, and he's a guy that you can play on third down like you can, I agree on the contract part too. And that part will just have to sort of play itself out. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know, like, what case you could make other than maybe a Christian McCaffrey. It's probably between Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey for best running back in the NFL. He's fantastic, yeah. And um, I don't know if I would die on the Christian McCaffrey hill there. I think you can make a case that it's Dalvin Cook. The conundrum is that you are that in order to maximize him, you have to abuse him, which they are doing, and which, by the way, I love. But he's had injury problems throughout his career. So the question becomes because he can't you can't take him down now to to say well here's a game where he gets 14 touches with the way that your offense operates you would literally have to and it's my plan you have to abuse him but at some point in time he's going to hit a wall and it's either going to be a career wall or he gets hurt again and so that's where this is this has now become for lack of a better term a race to the end of this contract you are racing the end because you are going to average, hopefully, 28 to 30 touches per game. That's ridiculous. But it's how you get the most from him. So it's a very, very interesting discussion and dynamic. All right. Yeah, here's my first statement. Oh, it's a touchdown! How about that? Statement number three on the show today. The Vikings have the best offense in the NFL statistically this morning. Yards per play. The Vikings are averaging 6.6 yards per play offensively. That's a great Number stat. one in the NFL. That is really interesting. And and by extension, the Vikings also have the best running game in the NFL. They are averaging 5.5 yards per rush attempt. And they're doing it the old-fashioned way. The next two closest teams on that list have two of the best, if not the two best, running and mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. Baltimore is second in rush yards per game. 
also at like 5.3, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And Arizona is at like 5.1 or 5.2. Well, those two quarterbacks can just sort of take broken pass plays and run the ball for 10, 15 yards. Kyler Murray's averaging seven yards rushing. Those aren't designed runs necessarily all the time. So the Vikings are leading two teams with great running games and mobile quarterbacks, and they're doing it the old school way, which again, it remains to be seen. The Vikings have trotted this formula out before with Brad Childress, before Brett Favre. Um, they trotted it out. Uh, well, Adrian Peterson was the focal point there. They trotted it out again with Adrian in 2011 uh, when he ran for 2,000 yards. It's definitely a winning formula to some extent if you can master it. Is it a win a Super Bowl formula? I don't necessarily think so. But if this is what they have to do to get back on track, and if they've decided, listen, we're going to make a run at a weak schedule and try to win eight, nine games, mm-hmm. um, what you're watching is what happens when you put maybe the best running back with maybe the best run game schemer over the last 25 years and Gary Kubiak together as one. Um, Gary Kubiak is famous over the last two decades for taking random guys, Ruben Drones and Arian Foster and sixth and seventh round draft picks mm-hmm. and turning them into pro bowlers. Clinton Portis, I think, was one of them in, in uh, Denver, too, right? Where uh, he just takes random dudes with a great scheme and they go for a thousand plus yards. So replace random dude with Dalvin Cook. And that's what's happening with the Vikings so far this season. Five and a half yards per carry. And uh, like I said, unlike the other teams that are up there, they're doing it with just the running game and a non-mobile quarterback. Love it. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll give you this one again. Oh, it's a touchdown! How about that? Playing off what Phil just said, I think we all can agree that Dalvin Cook is a marvelous talent, right? The Vikings need to get Dalvin Cook a top-level quarterback ASAP, or he is destined to suffer the same fate of a guy that we saw playing broken down for the Lions yesterday, Adrian Peterson. Adrian had one year of Mm -hmm. a great quarterback here, and the Vikings, and and Peterson statistically had a really nice year, not a great year, but what was the key? Defenses didn't know what to do. Okay, I'm going to stop 28. Well, then four is going to kill you. Or, or, amen. I'm going to stop four. Well, then Peterson is going to kill you. Um, Dalvin Cook seems like a good kid. He is no doubt one of, if not as Dex said, the best running back in this league right now. The Vikings need to get this kid a top-level QB, or he is destined to suffer the same fate. With the current structure of how the Vikings are doing things at QB, Dalvin Cook, I can say this without any doubt will never win a Super Bowl. You know, it's funny. And might not make one. Just to actually, I one point that you made that I want to amend is that Adrian actually, you're thinking like yard, he didn't run for 2,000 yards in 09. Right. But in 09, Adrian had his best touchdown season with 18. And caught a bunch of passes. And he had the most catches he's ever had with yes. 43. Yes. So so he was the most like multifaceted productive, and they just didn't need to feed him the ball 400 times. Absolutely. Right? So you're right. But like, that's the point. Yep. But I mean, Dalvin Cook is a talent that deserves to be on a Super Bowl stage. In fact, I'm gonna I want to piggyback off that. I'm gonna oh, cut it's a touchdown! How about that? Statement number five. Okay, we're not gonna turn this. We'll, we'll do our Kirk Cousins deep dive on Wednesday. This is not gonna be a dump on Kirk Cousins episode. But I do want to point out statement number five. Kirk Cousins has been made largely irrelevant in the Vikings' offensive equation. He is a cog in the system now, yep. right? Yes. And I get, like, he's doing exactly what he should do these last two weeks. And he threw for three touchdowns yesterday. And that's great. But this is basically the 2005, 6, 7, 8 Vikings offense, the 2012 Vikings offense, 
run the ball with success, have your quarterback make plays off play action, and keep the training wheels on the quarterback. Kirk Cousins' success, like I, yesterday, you know, I'm fielding reaction from people off Ventline and whatnot and on Twitter that you need to give him credit. No, no, I don't. Like <laughs> Kirk Cousins' success the last two games does not deserve lavish praise. It deserves a slight nod of approval. It's a nice job. If he makes 12 mil, I'm praising him. You did, you did a good job. You did what you were supposed to do. His Anything that you've seen off Kirk Cousins the last couple of weeks, start by giving the praise to Dalvin Cook for being ridiculous and for defenses wanting to stop him and, and can't. Um, and, and, and anything that Kirk is doing is playing off of the success that Dalvin Cook and the run game are having here. Dalvin Cook is doing the heavy lifting. The scheme is doing the heavy lifting. And Kirk's job is to just... Keep it on the path, baby. Don't throw interceptions. Playoff play action. You're going to have open receivers down the field, and uh, and that's really all. And you know what? Through that process, you might throw three touchdown passes, and that's awesome. Christian Ponder led a Vikings team to the playoffs. With it, this it very was, similar formula. It wasn't yeah. because of Christian Ponder. Adrian. His arm broke in the process. Peterson. Yes, he did. He did. His arm literally fell off. Yeah, and Joe It Webb. was like a torn bicep or something? Yeah, his, his bicep. Was yeah, stuff all happened. kinds of purple. Stuff I think he happens. strained it washing his hair at a CVS. This is why Sam blocked you, and now hey, you're going hey, back. You know, they had a again. tough time going out to restaurants. Okay, it's hard being Dude, the Ponder. Did you guys right? see? So Sam Ponder went on a Minnesota Vikings fan and media blocking spree like seven years ago. So she, I never even tweeted at her. I criticized her husband. So she must have had a search yeah. for Christian and just blocked everybody. Did you guys see the story that she waited out Dave Portnoy in a New York City steak restaurant at the bar for an hour? And got in his face, and like they argued for an hour about Barstool's criticism of Sam Ponder. Good for her. Go, go check oh, it that's out. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Both that ways. That is. That, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Funny. I like that. I like her more now. It's oh, unreal. Yeah. Portnoy has a new podcast, and he just like did a forty-five minute episode explaining the whole interaction. It's totally worth your time. It's wow! Like, oh, it's a touchdown. <laughs> All right. So my, my statement has, How about that? has nothing to do with the Ponders, but it's uh, Jeff Gladney is turning a corner. And I'll say that yesterday. Pun intended Pun there. intended. Jeff Gladney yesterday, the highest graded defensive player in the Vikings, an 81.9 grade per PFF. In overall grades, now he's making strides here. In overall grade, he's 43rd out of 76. Again, not bad for a rookie. He only allowed 28 receiving yards yesterday. He kind of, I think what a lot of people have seen him is a diet Antoine Winfield where he's an extremely good tackler. He's actually graded very high in, in run blocking and able, and there was a play too, I believe, in the first series where he makes a very athletic play and is able to spin around the, the, the line. It might have been Amendola on the first series that prevents them from getting the, the first down conversion. Yep. He was, he was dynamite yesterday. I don't know if he's going to, you know, jump into the top 10, but Gladney. With Mike Zimmer under his tutelage, it's very similar to guys like Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, where at yep. first, was it was it pretty? No. But you st- you're starting to see strides, and I think Jeff Gladney is indeed turning a corner. I like the pun there. And there was a couple plays early, if I remember, in the it might have been the first or second Lions drive, and uh, there was a it was like a third and three or something. There was an out route, and Gladney was right there, hand yeah. in the in the receiver's face. And you're right. Like, we... we I don't know if we underestimated this because we we did some offseason episodes just saying, wow, if they don't have to, if they don't play preseason games and they're going to roll out rookie cornerbacks, it's going to be ugly early, and it was. But let's not underestimate how almost impossible it would be as a college cornerback with no preseason games to jump in and Aaron Rodgers is the first quarterback you're facing. Like, yeah. hey, uh, so all in one swoop, you're going to have to get used to NFL speed, 
NFL checks at the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, NFL route running and all these things with no warm up period at all. It's pretty likely that it would take into October, November, December for you to really start. And we said that you're getting right. comfortable, right? We warned you. Yep. And he was and he was good in that game yesterday. Oh, it's a touchdown! How about that? I've got one more, and it's not about the current Vikings team. It's about a former Viking, and it pains me to say this because I'm proven right, but I still don't like being right here. <laughs> Adrian Peterson rushing for 29 yards on eight carries, which is a 3.6-yard average, was not something I ever needed to see. He's Yester- inching his way into the top three all I know time, he Judd. is. 25 yards at the time. And he probably needs the paycheck, too. But honest to God, this is why I didn't want to see it. Now, now, if this guy had been just, hey, good, then I don't care. Then break down in front of my eyes, and it's like, okay, that's fine. But this guy was greatness. Like, he is the best Vikings running back I've ever seen. I didn't see Chuck much, so you know there there might be a debate there. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, Adrian Peterson is the greatest running back to wear purple. All right? Yeah. And to see that yesterday, and I know he's bounced from what? The Saints to the Cardinals to Washington's team, and and now fittingly he's going to end probably, I hope, as a Lion. It's just, it was sad. Back to Viking statements here on Purple Daily in just a moment, but a quick shout-out to Federated. Federated Mutual Insurance Company, they've been helping business owners since the early 1900s, and they're, uh, they've been tweeting away here, too, uh, with fresh, relevant risk management content on a variety of topics at Federated INS. So if you are on Twitter like we are, and if you're, if you're throwing out takes on Sundays during Vikings games, why don't you give Federated a follow, especially if you're a business owner, at Federated INS and find out why Federated has been giving business owners peace of mind and frontline protection for a long, long time. At Federated Insurance, remember that it's always our business to protect yours. Could you see any scenario where he signs a league veteran minimum, uh, minimum contract and ends his career as a Vikings backup running back? No, zero chance because the, the stunts that he pulled back in 16 – yeah. As far as trying to come back and then going on DJ Jazzy Jeff's podcast to announce DJ that, Ski, yeah, St. Paul Central graduate, dude, and he and that's fine, but he so manipulated things that I'm pretty sure as long as Spielman and Zim are here, there's no chance. Yeah, he he'll come I, back I, and he'll, be he'll retire as a Vic. Like he'll do the one day. He'll contract, sign a one day right? contract. I think he okay. absolutely will. But I don't see any way that that he is ever allowed in that locker room again. He really, I think he really he loves chasing records, and I think he really wants to catch Barry Sanders for sure to be fourth all time. Um, I just don't need to see it. He is still seven hundred yards behind Barry Sanders, and there's almost no way he gets there this year. I think that there's times in life where people have to know, as powerful as they might have been. To walk away. Oh. To just gracefully walk away. Interesting. And I think, Adrian, I just wish he knew that. Football. Statement number six, seven. Whatever, whatever statement we're on here, right? <laughs> I'm the, through three, so. Yep. The Vikings have a legit path to nine and seven right now. Yeah. So Declan actually gave them nine wins in our schedule repick last week. But they've now moved to three and five. The schedule is very favorable coming up. The Chicago Bears are now arguing about whether Mitch Trubisky should be their starting quarterback again. All right, And the Bears have beat the Vikings with <laughs> random quarterbacks in the past. So I'm not going to sit here and minimize the Bears' ability to beat the Vikings with 
a broomstick at quarterback. Uh, but they've got a limping Chicago team on Monday night. They've got a home game against Dallas that should get Andy Dalton back. But, I mean, Dallas, like, is Andy Dalton going to be the spark that gets the Cowboys, you know, firing on all cylinders? Their defense is terrible. Then two more home games against Carolina and Jacksonville. Carolina is probably the toughest team of all these. And then you've got additional games against Chicago at home on December 20th, Detroit on the road. (laughs) Detroit's going to be done by then. Even if you lose to Tampa and lose to New Orleans... And yep. you win the other games, that's 9-7 and seven right there. Now, they're probably going to have a slip-up, but um, I, we've kind of gone... Now, if they lose to the Bears, I'm back on the tanking uh, discussion, but they've kind of gone from... you really from, can't tank then, right? Well, th- that ship has sailed at this right, point. That's done, yeah. yeah I so mean, that's just gone. They are they are firmly headed toward flirting with a playoff If they lose to, to the Bears, I don't believe at all, um, but the tanking thing's just done. But here's the thing: like they're going to happen. There's like even if they lose to the Bears, it doesn't mean that they're not also going to be competitive and or beat Dallas, Correct. Carolina, Jacksonville, and like That's still be on an eight and eight path. Yeah. So um, I just think at this point, the only two teams that I would look at and say that's going to be a tall task are at Tampa and at New Orleans. So the the new mission is, and you said it last week: if you're going to go, go. If you're going to beat Green Bay, you better beat Detroit. Then go. Don't do what don't you did sit yesterday. here and do the stop start thing and go four and twelve. And beat or, Chicago. Yep. So just get on with it and have a have a big time comeback and and something that Vikings fans can appreciate and then still draft a quarterback in the mid to late uh, portion of the first. Oh round. come on, Kirk's fitting in perfectly now. I don't know what you're talking about anymore, Phil. He is for thirty three million dollars. Yep. Dex, what's the, what kind of statement? I'm going to piggyback right off yours and still say the Vikings have a chance to be the best team in the division because yeah. as of right now, they're the second best team. Like I, I'm just just in the sample size of what we've seen through what nine eight nine games here. You know, they are better than the Lions. We just saw that. I think they're trending better than the Bears. I, I really, truly think they're a better football team than Careful the Bears. Careful with those polls, the Dex. Bears have, yes, right. They can be goofy. <laughs> the Bears definitely have a better defense, but I think the Vikings obviously have a better offense, and that offsets things in 2020. And if the Packers are truly not as good as we thought they were, they're, it's not just a path of 9-7. and seven. There might be a path that might get you the division win. That might be able to give you the NFC North. So there's still a path for the Vikings to be the best team in the NFC North. I think just looking at Green Bay's schedule, Green Bay definitely isn't as good as just like last year. Like they were 13 and 3, they weren't as good as that. They're 6 and 2, they're not as good as their record says because there are teams that'll punch them in the mouth. But I don't think there's that many teams left on their schedule that are going to give them that fight. Um I would say they probably lose one of the two Chicago games. They might have a situation at Indianapolis that they don't like defensively. I could see that game going the wrong way. But it kind of feels like the Packers have, like, that game against San Francisco was, to me, that was kind of the, if San Francisco would have brought their full troops to the, oh, to the fight there. Oh, it would a great game. Right. Um, but they didn't, and now the Packers have such a big lead. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But this, I guess this conversation surrounding the Vikings is much different than it was two or three Ask me ago. Monday, a week from tonight at about 11 o'clock, and I will tell you. It's fair, because until then, I just don't know. I got one more statement here for sure, and I hate to do this to him, but he brought it on himself. Everson Griffin. Oh, okay. oh he, I like he, it. You didn't show how great you were. <laughs> and I love me some Everson Griffin, and he was a really, really good player for the Vikings. This was Kirk Cousins talking about being able to hear Everson Griffin just chirping for three hours. I love Everson. The best part was when the when we all took the field and there was a moment that was quiet, and you hear his voice from the other sideline saying, some music would be nice. <laughs> Just asking the PA guy to play more music. So he's, he's just, you know, he he brought that juice for the Vikings for a decade. Yeah. 
Uh, and he was awesome for the Vikings. But uh, the, the whole, like, Mike Zimmer called me a good player, put some respect on my name. Like, dude, you play for the Lions. Just He got traded to a team dead. that doesn't care. Like, and, he cares. And he did have a nice little pass. He broke up a yeah. little short And he pass celebrated and pointed at the Viking sideline, and it was it was typical <laughs> Ev. But uh, he is now playing for a team, defensively at least, that's cashed in the season. Yeah. Everson, the Vikings are your friend. Vikings fans are your friend. Mike, Zim- Mike Zimmer is your friend. Going to the Detroit Lions, to me, is, is the football equivalent of, in baseball, going to the Pirates. It's just over. You can't really trash talk. Like, you're just yeah. done. I, I mean, you know what? The paycheck's still good. Pirates. God bless America. I get all of that. But you're, it's just done. Yeah. It's over. The Lions, it's over. So, yeah, not a not a great return to Minnesota for Everson Griffin and Adrian Peterson. Any other final statements before we sample some more Bears vent line here, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, I've got one. And it's going to be a weekly thing. And I will throw it out there until until I'm satisfied that the problem is rectified. Irv Smith needs to be catching more than three passes in the past two games. I think he only caught two in this one, but at least three both passes, went for touchdowns. Three passes past two games. But my point my point is is what Irv Smith does well fits into the Dalvin Cook theme. Like you're not going nine route. You're not going thirty five yards downfield, right? He's a tight end. He's catching short passes. That fits. Irv Smith is a damned talent. Like, let's recognize this. And 82, he's fine. But if there's, like, any doubt about, I wonder who could make a play here. I'm not torn. Kyle Irv. I'm going Irv now. You drafted Irv. He's really good. Good. Third and goal at the one. Cook, fake, out to Smith. His second touchdown reception of the day. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, they drafted him. He's their guy. He's yeah. great. Uh, oh, I like him. In case you guys forgot, uh, uh, the Bears are a chaotic mess now, too. It's a Bears vent line. You know, the old saying goes, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And Nagy even said that the offense is a recurring issue. And I don't know what he's really done to, to fix it. You know, I, I, up here you see LaFleur with the Packers. You know they they you know they have no wide receivers, so they go with a, you know playing three running backs, you know, and, and doing that, and uh, you see that that flexibility. So I'm going to give this team next week as a chance for Nagy to really show that he can do something. <laughs> but if it's the same performance next week, then I think it's time for him to go and use the bye to reset and and look forward to you know a, a different future. <laughs> Waiting on Matt Patricia to get fired today. So, is it possible Patricia gets fired today? He should. Then Nagy gets fired next week. The Vikings could have three fired coaches under the belt. Dan Quinn needed one more week, and the Vikings. Oh, I know. Could have Dan Quinn. If Dan Quinn had just coached the Falcons in that game, the Vikings have a fourth win now. You're right. You're the biggest issue I see with this offense is the high level of tolerance for subpar and mediocre play. Like, there's no fire anywhere <laughs> from any player on that offense. You got guys fumbling the ball. Nick Foles at $17 million this year, throwing interceptions he shouldn't throw or taking sacks he shouldn't take. And they come off the field and there's nobody jawing on them. I mean, the time for patience 
is over. And I think that starts with the head coach. I don't see any fire there either. And look, fire spreads. Just, they're just accepting this mediocre play. Sounds like a song. Fire spreads. Oh, man. The Bears. Duh. I I love the fact that 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 first caller is going to draw the line and fire Nagy if they lose. One more week. week. You know what? You know what? I haven't seen enough yet. Let's give Trubisky the start. Okay, who who do you guys who for a, for a Vikings victory? Who would you rather Vikings face, Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles? I'd rather face Trubisky. I'd, I think I'd rather face Trubisky. Yes, but but Fo- I think I probably would too. But Foles in in any jersey, but Phillies, like yeah, he's been awful. He's not the same guy. He's never the same guy. Yeah, that was the way he looked in that playoff stretch against the Vikings and Patriots, and the way he looks now. Now, don't be fooled. You can look at his numbers and see, oh, he threw for 350 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, like all of it when the Bears were down by two touchdowns or whatever in the late fourth quarter. So those are your Vikings statements and your Bears vent line this Monday after a Vikings victory. I really enjoyed the, the vent line part of this. It was very therapeutic. It took a while for us to be able to dump on other teams in the NFC North, but we're back, baby. We are. We're back here. Mackie and Judd and Declan, we'll see you guys for uh, some nerd football stats tomorrow. And Courtney Cronin scheduled to join uh, tomorrow and Friday. See you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Tread. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton. Motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.